0: Welcome to KathleenWitten.org. We believe that Kathleen's message will inspire you, encourage you, and give you a fresh perspective on life. Now, here's Kathleen. I love the scripture, but it's also something for us to really contemplate and think about. And every time I hear it, or any scripture, I hear something completely different. And that's what's so unique about the Holy Spirit is... You can hear something. You can even hear the exact same CD of the exact same person giving the exact same talk. And the Holy Spirit will pull out something completely different for you to hear. And so with the word, I'm never complacent. You know, if I I had to read a book over and over and over, I'd be like, no, can't do it. You know, or see a movie over and over. I know one of Lacey's favorite movies he's seen like 12 times. I can't do that. That drives me crazy, you know, and it doesn't drive him crazy, but everyone's different. So I'm telling you that every time though, I read the scriptures and every time I read the word and every time you hear the scriptures, they're completely different. They're completely different. Um, I made an analogy one time and it, 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 it bears so much truth in that there's the, my favorite road. And it's called Upper Albert Road, and it's near my parents' place in Stonewall. And, and every time I walk down this road, it's different. There's huge bales of hay certain seasons. There's lambs other seasons. There's um, now a, a, a winery. There's, there's tons of things. It used to be just all rural, but it's changed over the years even paved in a better way and it's the same road it's the same road and i remember walking down that road my parents have owned their place since i was three so i remember walking down that road for many years but i specifically remember walking down that road and praying oh god you know with my back can i have a baby and being really concerned about that and then had the baby and oh god you know should we adopt this baby and oh oh god should i start this ministry and oh god You know, it's just always a different prayer in every time. That road reminds me of God's faithfulness. So when you hear scriptures that are familiar to you, I want you to think of being on a, a road that you enjoy, but hearing something different, seeing a hummingbird you didn't see before, something different from the Holy Spirit because he always speaks and his word is alive. And so it's always changing. We only see a reflection of his word in nature and nature isn't even a true image of God because it's in the physical realm and God's word is in the spiritual realm. And God's word in the spiritual realm literally affects and changes the physical realm. That's how he made the physical realm is he said by his word, let there be light, let there be water let there be all of it's from god's word which existed before the beginning of time and of course god's word's name is jesus so i want to read this scripture to you and i want you to truly hear it the way god wants you to hear it first john 419 we love because he first loved us we love because he first loved us if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this is the commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. One comment I'm going to make on that scripture is that it's so reassuring is that he loved because we, we love because he first loved us. Because one of the things that the enemy may ask you or that and and taunt you with or that you may just go round and round in your head is, you know, I I don't really even know if I really love God. I'm not even sure if I really love God. Well, any love that we have in us towards anyone is from God. And the love that we have toward God is from God. And God loved you before he, before you ever loved him because he is love and he first loved us so we even love first because he loved us and then of course the word says that christ died while we were enemies yet with him you know not that the world would be condemned but that the world would be saved through him that god gave his only begotten son that we should not perish but live and have everlasting life And so I want to just, I don't know why that came up in my spirit, but as Christians, we sometimes, you know, the enemy will try to get in however he can. And if he can't get you to, you know, do some big, awful stuff, then he can at least try to drive you crazy asking you, do you really love God? Do you, are you sure? Are you sure you really love him as much as you think you do? And all you have to say is, you know what? I love God because God put love in me and he loved me first. The only love I can give to God is the, God, is the love that God gives me. It's is the love that God puts in my heart towards him. I need more love all the time. I need to change all the time. I need more of God and less of me. But I'm not going to let Satan harass me like that. If you really go love God, you would blah, 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 blah. God doesn't have you know, all of those things tied to his love. He is an amazing father that loves us because he loves us because he loves us. Awesome. So it's been several weeks, but the um, I'm going to hope to say this right. The Mugwanza Mo- Children's Choir came and stayed at our home. There were four little boys and... um most of their well, all of them were, to my knowledge, did not have parents. M- many of that area in Uganda, and of course all across Africa, um, because of war and AIDS, um, they no longer have um, the parents. There's, I can't remember the statistics, but the youth, the the percentage of youth in Africa. Or the percentage of people that were like 15 and younger that lived in Africa was like huge, like 70% of their country or 80% of the country. And I don't want to misquote, but it was something astounding to look at. In other words, you can see a country where there's all these orphans, there's all these children, and there's no adults. And they came and stayed with us, and they were so, so precious and um, we had such a good time with them. My dad came and he came dressed up as a cowboy. They didn't even know what the word cowboy was. Seriously, they didn't had never heard of cowboy. He came dressed as a cowboy since he, he was the, the world collegiate champ, bronc rider in the late 50s. And I keep forgetting the date, so I'll just say the late 50s. And so he came he, you know, with his big belt buckle and his hat, and he took his rope, and he taught him how to rope, and they had never heard of the word rodeo. They were in the backyard playing basketball, which they kept saying football because soccer is the football in their country, and I'm pretty sure that some of those little boys had not ever shot at a basket, but I do know that they had never roped. <laughs> And each one of them took time in Texas, you know, all the way from Uganda to rope with a real cowboy, with a real rope. And it was just so amazing. They were all about 11 years old, which is how old our son is. And it was incredible. I obviously don't have the words because I'm using the same words redundantly. But for him to see their joy their peace through christ and to see that they don't even have a mom and dad they don't even have a home they don't even have a bed to go back to they travel and they travel and perform to raise money for the orphanage from which they came and so this was a great thing for my son to see who thinks you know, that every Lego set that comes out really needs to belong in his room. And, and, and I'm not trying to make fun of him. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, we, we all have that kind of perception until we get with other people. And we're like, wow, wow, I have so much. So, you know, we, We ate dinner together each night and then, you know, kind of took them to the church and spent three days together in two nights. And I got to know these little boys by name and um, I got to where I was kissing each one on the head. And it was the hardest thing for me to even say goodbye. It really was very, very difficult. I wanted also to adopt part of their lifestyle because they don't watch television and they're very uncorrupted by the world they even in all of the literature that's given to us says please don't give them straight sugar please give them healthy foods do not let them watch television they will be shocked and alarmed and upset at the violent and sexual content well i would love to jump up and down and say i i want that rule at my house i i would be outvoted i want to tell you for sure, because God usually puts you with someone that kind of evens you out and makes you not such the radical that you might've been. And, um, you know, Lacey is that kind of evening for evening out force for me. Um, I'm one of those, like, I don't want TV anywhere in our house and we're selling everything and we're going to move to whatever country needs us the most. And we're, you know, and he's more like, wait, let's stop. Let's pray about this. And, what if we need to get the news? And But I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I wanted to adopt so much of their lifestyle. I wanted to just take Storm back in time and, and and put him to where he has not been exposed already to those things. And yet, even going to a friend's house, our kids are exposed to those things, you know? And I remember only letting Maddie, when she was younger, watch um, videos. She called them videos with a B. She still calls them videos with a B, by the way. And I would only let her watch videos because I didn't agree with Nickelodeon. I didn't agree with the television. And I wasn't, one thing I didn't like is the commercials at that time in, in 95, 96, were just starting to speed up where it was just like you felt like your brain was on crack trying to, or on speed or on something, trying to keep up with all of this stuff on TV. And then secondly, the cartoons were just starting to sort of warp, but they were already having shows on the Disney channel and that sort of thing where the children were really smart and the parents were really dumb. And so I just thought, I'm only going to let her watch videos. And I got her a ton of videos and... She, I mean, loved all of the old videos and the Shirley Temple and the certain Disney movies that I got her, and that's what she watched. And then um, she went over to a friend's house in kindergarten, came home and said, oh, we watched um, someone named Britney Spears. I said, what? And she said, oh, we watched the, um, the friend's mom taped MTV for us. And so she watched the entire segment of MTV in kindergarten. So that's what I mean about it's hard to guard. You know, we have to teach our children and ourselves to guard our own hearts here in America because we, more than any other generation, and I'm convinced of this, have access to evil at our fingertips more than any other generation ever before, and especially in this country in the United States access to evil. And so I wanted to adopt even their lifestyle. And one of the things I loved was that these little boys would, um, at the end of the night, would read a little devotion. They would not read something out of a book, but out of the Bible. And they would take turns as young as they were, and with English being their second language, and they would read a scripture. And then they would close the Bible as they had been taught and they would give their own little sermon on that scripture. And I thought that's such great practice. I mean, that's such a great thing that, you know, how dumbed down have we gotten to where we only think we can take our kids to the best ski trip ever or they won't want to hear about the Lord? I mean... Don't get me started, but I I want us to know that, that, yeah, they are capable at age 11 of reading the Bible in their primary language and of sharing what that means, but it is a definite uphill swim for us moms, and so I am not preaching at any mom out there or dad or grandparent or anything because I'm in the same boat that you are, where I would love to just you know go back in time or make things different and that is not where we are we're here and we were put in america in the united states for a reason and we need to recognize that as well god's providence and pray for our children pray for ourselves but in this little nightly devotion the very last night one of the littlest boys um read straight out of the bible and so i'm going to read the way he did i'm going to try to read the way he did um, i 've kind of forgotten a little bit how they talked because <laughs> it 's been a little while, but he said in first john four nineteen We love because He first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar for the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen and this commandment we have from him that the one who loves God should love his brother also and then he put his little bottle down and he closed it and he said if you say you love God but you are cruel to others you are a liar if you say you love God but you don't love your brother you are Liar, if you really love God, you love others, and that was it. And it was like one of the best sermons I've ever heard. It was so simple, it was straight out of the Bible. It was awesome. Now, let me back up enough to I mean, you all this group knows this, but whoever's listening, wherever. This verse doesn't say anything about like. It does not say you have to like everybody. It does not say you have to trust everybody. It does not say you have to spend time with everybody. It doesn't even say you have to talk to everybody. This scripture specifically is talking about love because if we start having bitterness in our own heart, it takes over our own heart. We want our hearts to be as most like Jesus as we can And Jesus. Well, 1 John tells us that God is love. And so we want to be full of God and full of him and full of his light and his sunshine and, 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 and glow out to others. So that the world goes, golly, that person is truly different. What is different about them? And then we can be, as the Bible says, as wise, as serpents, but as gentle as lambs. In other words, we can have wisdom and we can know some phone calls not to to answer. We can know some relatives that aren't to be trusted. We can know people that. We may not like their personality, but that doesn't mean that we are off the hook from loving them. It doesn't mean we're off the hook from praying for them. Because a lot of times when someone really, really, really bugs you, have you ever thought about it being the Holy Spirit going, this person bugs everyone else too and they need prayer? I mean, instead of just going, well, you know, I just can't stand that person, na-na-na-na. Well, you don't have to be their best friend, but you can love them by praying for them, and they may never even know it in this side of heaven. Loved his talk. All of God's children have a name. I thought about that, too. That just came up not soon after I heard his little sermon. For some reason, the Holy Spirit said in my heart, all of God's children have a name. Because, see, of these little boys, the ones that didn't have a last name, they would be named like, and I'm not going to use any of their real first names, but they, they had the last name of their country as their last name. So I'd see on their little, not even suitcase, they had a little backpack. So I'd see their first name, and then I'd see McWenaza McW- or wherever, um, and then some of them were from different parts of Uganda, and but I see little names of little parts of Uganda that weren't a last name, and I finally asked their leader, Freedom, and he explained that that was, that his name was Freedom, um, that that was how, what they did, you know, if you don't have a last name, it's just your country, where you're from. And God just started talking to me about, you know, how much he cares so deeply for each of us, each of us hearing this, each of us that love him, each of us that don't love him, people that you like, people that you don't like, people that, that you don't know their name, God knows their name. God, really, I believe, and and, and I could talk to you about some other things in the scripture, but I'll get way, way, way off. But I think God named us before we came to this earth. Believe me, because, and, and one of the reasons I believe this is because names are so important in the Bible. And then secondly, because God says that he created us before the foundation of the world and hid us in secret places, and then placed us in our mother's wombs. So if we're created before the foundation of the world, and names are everything, especially in the Hebrew culture, I think that we're going to go to heaven and find out our name. I may be wrong. I'm not trying to get to heaven in some kind of doctrinal matter. Matter of fact, I'm so tired of hearing different doctrines and people arguing about them i don't even care i care about jesus i care about us believing in jesus and that he is the way and that he loves us and if someone doesn't believe that they were named i don't care if you don't believe that you should wear makeup then don't wear it if you don't believe that you should wear a lot of jewelry or not then don't do it if whatever your doctrinal theory is go with it and be quiet because the rest of the world needs to know about god and we, need, we have enough infighting with Christians and Christian churches and Christian organizations. And that's exactly what Satan wants. And so here we go. All of us have a name. I'm honored, and I know many, many, many people also do this as well. I'm honored to support um, a little girl in the Dominican Republic. And another little girl on the West Bank of Jerusalem who is Muslim and who lives with 10 people in in a little bitty room. And I was just going to read a little tiny part of of her letter that she wrote to me that was so precious (laughs) on this little pink sheet of paper. And actually, she signed her name, but um, she had to have someone translate because she um, knows Arabic and she does not know English. It says, Dear My Sponsor, I am so glad that you are my sponsor. I am so happy... This is the first time that someone takes care of me. Again, she lives with 10 people in one room. I am, and she writes her name. I am Palestinian. I live in the Rafah city in the Gaza Strip, which we know is under an incredible amount of attack both ways between Israel and, and Israelis and Muslims. I speak Arabic language and a little English. My favorite color is red, and I like playing with dolls. Best wishes. And listen, since I've gotten that letter, I found out. I'm so excited about this. Because I found out I sent her a box of goodies because I got this letter. My favorite le- color is red, and I, I found out a couple more information about her. So I got her this, like, little red puppy dog, and... You know everything age appropriate, and sent it over, and wasn't sure if she was going to get it. And um, I've since found out that she has, and she has. I have a little thank you, a little thank you letter, and so it was sent in October, and then what is today is April twenty second. So that's how long it took. To, but I'm just glad she got it. So anyway, just a little side, just a little side note. So well, when we went to see the McWan- the Moaganza Moaganza. I'm gonna say it right. Moaganza Children's Choir. When we went to see our little boys perform, because they performed at our children our children's school, and so we we got to see the same little boys that had stayed at our house while they were performing at our church. We got to see them later perform at our at our children's school, and um, it was so fun to see them and have them just kind of run up into your arms and just. Just welcome them and kiss them on the head again and and um and they also had at the at the back of the uh theater cafeteria deal, they had a large poster boards of pictures of children that needed to be sponsored and Lacey kind of said don't even think about it, you know we've got two a month don't even." And I said, Lacey, I just feel like I, I walked by this and I whispered in his ear, I said, I walked by, I didn't even look at it because I knew what it was, I knew I'd seen, you know, I, I knew exactly what people were signing up for, and I said, I heard the Holy Spirit say, Don't pass me by. And Lacey said, Okay. Okay. And so I went over there, and I was my eye was not drawn to any of the darling children that were up on the board, but an older boy that had the sadness of seeing a lot of death in his life in his eyes, and it was probably one of the saddest faces I've I've seen. He he's not a little boy anymore, but he's never been. Um, sponsored and so this group i, I even talked later to a friend of mine who who's um been a missionary a long time said this is a very solid group and they would not have him up for sponsorship if he had not had the privilege of being able to go to school etc cetera, etc cetera. it's just because he probably has been passed by so many times she had no idea what the holy spirit had said to me and this is all after the fact but he lives on the northern edge of Kampala, the area that's used for mass graves during Idi Amin's regime, okay, which is a lot of Uganda. Um, there's horrible AIDS, extreme poverty, terrible sanitation, water, etc. But when you sponsor a child, it, it allows the, even their little neighborhood to start to begin to improve. I mean, it's amazing what what they can do with just such a small amount of of what we would consider a small amount of money. And so my heart went out to him, and um, I just looked at him, and and my heart just went out to him. And um, I I looked at his little job after we um, adopted him per per month um, to support him, and he's actually... His job is to um, basically clean up around the sanitation areas. He's a basically a person who's cleaning up around these um, graves that they're still finding all over the place, and and so he works. But I'm going to learn more about him, you know, in in the months to come. And and again, nothing great on me. I'm not great. There's no, it was just an opportunity. You know, Christ, God gives us opportunities and, you know, we. it was an opportunity and, and we had the means and therefore there's nothing great to say about me other than, you know, the Holy Spirit speaks. We listen and many times I don't listen. So please, this has nothing to do with me. So anyway, I, I had his picture out though out by my computer, and um, I I just was looking at it and looking at the pictures of the other two little girls, and then I I also Xeroxed the pictures of our two children, and I decided I'm keeping all these pictures together to remind me to pray for our two children and the other three children. And I had his photo, though, out because I had just been given it. And so I had it separately out by my computer, in the kitchen and our computer, my computer has become the, um, household computer because Maddie's broke, she broke her father's and now it's just my computer. And so it has to stay in the kitchen. And so anyway, there's people in and out, in and out, in and out of our house all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. Matter of fact, I, I (laughs) I know I've told you all this, but I, I'm going to say, it I, 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 I literally pulled one young man aside at one point and said, who, who was finding food in our refrigerator, by the way, to, to eat. And said, who are you? You know, because we just have people all over in and out and back door, front door with, with teenagers and then with an 11-year-old. And, and, um, and so we had had a whole weekend like that. And the picture, though, had gone missing. Like it was there, this, uh, this young man that we adopted, and then it was gone. And I'm guessing he's like, what, 22 or something? Let's see, maybe older than that, 18, 19, 20, 23, perhaps. He was born in 91, 22. Um, but his picture was missing. And so I went around the house asking everybody, you know, has anyone seen his picture? Last time we saw it was by the computer. Ask, 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 ask. And I finally asked someone that isn't a member of our household. And the person did say, yes, I took the picture. And I said, why? And the person said, I was making fun of him. I was making fun of the way he looked. And I explained to this little person where this young man came from and how that was wrong because he obviously didn't understand or see it to be wrong. I think also, and I'll throw this in there, that all of these TV shows and all of these reality shows and all of these gang boy and ex-boy, all of them dehumanize. Because it's like, who are these people? You know, half the time on the screen. And and Lacey has, you know, certain games Storm can do and certain ones he can't. But still, I mean, just watching people, persons that look like persons now, computerized persons, being blown up. You know, you blow them up because you've got to go through enemy territory or whatever. And so I explained to him the importance of just a human person that everybody has a name and and he hung his head and he said he was sorry there's a verse that i wanted to read just quickly in proverbs 17:5 in the new living translation and it says that those who mock the poor insult their maker those who rejoice at the misfortune of others will be punished those who mock the poor will insult their maker and that word in hebrew mock means to scorn laugh or make fun of and you might say and 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 me too you know i read this verse i'm like i don't mock the poor i don't mock the poor that's not me i'm not even in that category i mean there was a young man in our house and obviously he did and it's over and But I don't put up with people mocking the poor. And I don't mock the poor. Really? Have you ever made fun of improper English? Because I have. Have you ever been frustrated because someone's illiterate? Because I have. I'm just... I guess I don't have an honesty problem. I'm just being honest. Usually it keeps me out of trouble. And then we're talking about... God saying those who mock the poor mock their maker. It didn't say they needed to be financially poor. There's more than one poor. There's poor in spirit. Do we ever mock someone or make fun of them or scorn them? Because this is what the Hebrew word means. Who are lacking social skills. Who say something rude to us who are overbearing maybe we consider them like bossy or whatever they in some sense could be poor in spirit in that area that could be an area that they don't have a wealth of knowledge in do we make fun of them or what about people who just get on your nerves you know (laughs) I mean, it's really easy to have that one family member that it's really easy to talk to the other family members about that just really gets on everybody's nerves. And, you know, you, you tell other people now, you know, I'm not really trying to talk bad about this family member, but I'm just saying I'm just, yeah, I mean, anyway, please pray for them because this is what happened yesterday. Oh, my gosh, it got on my nerves so bad. Okay, well, that's not really a prayer. Come on. When it starts with, it got on my nerves so bad. And we, we, I, I'm being honest with you. Or do we even mock people? And I'm saying mock, remember, scorn, laugh, make fun of. or, or and, and scorn can even mean inside yourself. You kind of have that, ugh. A person that maybe tries too hard. We've all been around people that just try too hard. You know, in all honesty, yes, I have avoided certain people in my life who try too hard because they talk so much I can't get away from them. But I am not supposed to make fun of them or mock them. And I'm also supposed to pray, you know, God, is it time for me to be talking to them right now or should I move on? But I don't need to have that superior haughty attitude i'm a christian and there is 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 an individual that talks so much about christianity and jesus and what's going on in i can't get away from this individual i am not to mock this individual there's a difference What about also the persons that are mentally ill? And you say, golly, you know, I would never mock a retarded person. Well, what about a person that you can't see that they're bipolar? Or you can't see that they're borderline personality disorder? You can't see their mental illness. The Bible doesn't say that that you go and you be their best friend. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we need to be so careful that we don't mock the poor in spirit. Everybody has a name. God loves each one of us so much. And he's going to forgive us even now as we pray to be forgiven. We're the people that in the times that we've blown it we've just blown it and if we hadn't blown it we wouldn't even need jesus and if you say you haven't blown it then you're not telling the truth because you're human so you've blown it i know you've blown it and i always tell all the ways i blow things but i'm just telling everyone within hearing distance you've all blown it too But we can be forgiven through Christ. We don't have to walk around with guilt and condemnation. Racking our brains as even to recall, you know, when have I done the wrong thing? But just know that God forgives us. I'm also led to read this scripture in 1 Peter 3, 8 through 9. Because it is speaking a lot to me. Before we pray. It says, finally, be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. That word pitiful means more like empathetic, courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing. But contrawise blessing, knowing that you are therein to call that you should inherit a blessing. Not rendering evil to evil. Or railing to railing. But remembering that you are to inherit a blessing. Go to livingjesus.us to hear the rest of Kathleen's message and hundreds more at no cost thousands of people in 40 countries download kathleen's scripture-filled jesus-inspired real-life messages at an increasing rate jesus said freely you received freely give matthew 10 8 if you were able financially join us in reaching the world for jesus go to livingjesus.us and freely give so that those who could never pay will continue to freely receive